Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Great to see all of you in this uh, happy season of the year. Last Saturday, a week ago, Connie and I went to McAllen. I had a follow-up visit from part of the Moderna testing program. And whenever I go, they always take my vital signs, they draw my blood, and but then afterwards, Moderna reimburses me for my time and my travel. Connie and I call it free money. <laughs> Nothing quite like free money. And I said, honey, you want to go out to eat? She said, of course. And so we went out to eat, and then she said, well, since we're in McAllen, would you like to buy me my Christmas present? <laughs> and I said, well, sure. So we went and I bought her Christmas present. And by the way, I have, I have hope for all of you young couples. After 20 or 30 years, you don't have to wonder what your wife wants for Christmas. She just tells you, and it works out so much simpler. Well, we enjoyed going. It was just a lot of fun. And afterwards, we got home, and I know all of you men are going to be so impressed to know I have already bought four Christmas presents, and it's not even Christmas Eve. Is that amazing or what? Yes, it's totally amazing. You might be surprised to know God is the one who started the tradition of gift-giving during the Christmas season. Now, you may be thinking right now, so, okay, it's God's fault. I have to buy all these Christmas presents. God intended for gift-giving to bring you joy and not grief and, and not sadness. I want to give you three little practical tips here to let your gift-giving be more enjoyable and uh, less filled with stress. Three simple little tests. You want to make a little note. You don't have these in your program, but I suggest, first of all, that you decide I am not going to borrow money for Christmas presents. That nothing steals the joy like thinking, oh, how am I ever going to pay for this? Instead, uh, start just two weeks from now. It'll be January. Hello. And just if you were to save $10 a week next year, by Christmas season, you'll have $500 that you can spend on Christmas. It's cash. It's, it's far more enjoyable. And I, if you say, well, thanks a lot. I didn't save any money this year. Well, then you can still make your Christmas presents. Homemade Christmas gifts are often far more meaningful than something you just went to the mall on Christmas Eve and bought. It's just a little more, it has more of you. So tip number one is I strongly encourage you don't borrow money for Christmas presents. Number two, if you have a large family like we do, we have 24, uh, suggest you draw names. Draw names and just buy gifts for those whose names you draw. Makes it a lot more manageable, makes it more enjoyable, simple thing to do. Thirdly, third little tip to make your Christmas giving a little more enjoyable is tell your children the truth about Christmas. Tell them that Jesus is the real story. Now, you can still have fun with the Santa Claus, reindeer, elf thing, but just tell them this is a play story, but the real story is about Jesus. You'll be so glad you did. You'll have so much more joy and peace. And by the way, if you tell them the fake story is the real story, then you've got to compete with Santa Claus who has an unlimited budget. And you do not. You save yourself a lot of nagging, a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow. If you just tell them, this is why we're celebrating the birth of our Lord. And, and we, we would always go one step further and say, look, uh, we, we only have $50 per child. And that, that's all we can spend. It made it a lot more e easy when they came and said, can I have an Xbox? I'd say, can you buy an Xbox for $50? No, I didn't think so. Makes it so much easier. It's more enjoyable. I, I think that will help you enjoy this Christmas season. I want us to look again at God's gift to us. 
I, I said earlier that God is the one who started this Christmas giving, and it's so true. We're looking now at the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. Put it up on the screen. Notice the scripture says, For a child is born to us. Notice this next phrase. A son is what? This is God's gift. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called. Now notice the, God uses four pairs of phrases. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So we're going to look, please, at the first three descriptions of God's gifts to, to bring us together in this Christmas season. First of all, I'd like for you to note Jesus is our wonderful counselor. What does that mean? It means he knows everything. And you should ask him when you're really, really stumped, like I am every day of the year. Lord, what would you have me to do? The Bible says his understanding has no limit. A counselor is only as good as his or her counsel. Go to the wonderful counselor. When you are so stumped, Lord, what do I do here? This is his promise. If you'll claim it, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Underline that term, best pathway. Not a good pathway, not a great pathway. I will guide you along the pathway that will bring you meaning, satisfaction, and joy. The smartest thing you can do for yourself and for your family is to take some time every day just saying, Lord, you are the wonderful counselor. What would you have me do today? God, I'm asking you, tell me what you would have me to do. Secondly, the scripture says he's not only the wonderful counselor who knows everything, he's also the mighty God. If you want to write in the margin of your notes, that means he can do anything. As the mighty God, he both knows everything and he can do anything. There was a father named Jairus whose 12-year-old daughter was so sick she was about to die. And the father came to Jesus and pleaded with him, Sir, would you please come? I, my little girl is about to die. And Jesus, moved with compassion, said, Yes, yes, I'll, I'll come with you. So they began the journey to Jairus' home. While he is in the journey, Jesus is interrupted by a lady who also needs healing. And Jesus, in compassion, stops and heals the lady. And after he's healed the lady and begins the journey again, resumes it to Jairus' house, some of Jairus' neighbors and friends came to him and said, Oh, you're too late. It's too late, too late. Sorry. Sorry, your, your little girl. She died. How heartbreaking, heartbreaking to tell that dad, Your little girl, you're too late. She's dead. Jesus said, Nope, nope, nope. We're still going. She's not dead, she's just asleep. And they begin laughing. Ha, oh, oh, ha, don't you know the difference in being asleep and being dead? And Jesus said, just, just trust me. To the, to the father and mother, please come with me. Took with him Peter, James, and John. Went into the little girl's room. Lifeless form of this precious little 12-year-old girl. Moved with compassion. Jesus looked at her and said, little girl, get up. And immediately, uh, her lungs filled with air, her, her eyes opened. She, she got up out of the bed and stood alive, whole, and healthy. Who is he? He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He both knows everything and he can do anything. Just say, Father, I need your help. Maybe people have been telling you this Christmas season, it's too late. It's too late. Just, just give up. 
Men and women, as long as there is a God in heaven, it is not too late to say, Mighty God, I need your help. That's why we celebrate this season. A son is given to us. Now let's look at this third description. We've looked at, he is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. Third, he is the everlasting father. Notice I've given you in your notes, literally, this phrase means he is the father of eternity. He is the creator of time and eternity as we know it. The term father here means source. The word father, as it's used throughout the scripture, it, it, well, for instance, here is, the, here is Jesus. Jesus called Satan the father of all lies because he is the source of all lies. Throughout the scripture, Abraham is called the father of the Jewish race because he is the source of the Jewish race. Jesus is the father of eternity. He is the source of all time. He is absolutely timeless. The book of the Revelation says this about our Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. He is Lord of all time. I want us to take a deeper look at God's precious gift. A son is given to us. In this Christmas season, we, and rightfully so, we, we celebrate that Jesus was willing to leave heaven's beauty, heaven's purity, and become a human being just like me and just, and just like you. Connie and I had the pleasure just a week ago of, of seeing the Chosen's Christmas special. The Chosen, as you know, many of you know, has, has done a, a, a fresh depiction of the life of our Lord. And they produced this, this Christmas special. So we went to Cinemark and we saw it. It was so moved by it. I laughed, I cried. It was so moving. I want you to see part of it as, as they portray Jesus' willingness to become a human baby boy. seeing this it's time remember what your messenger said the first thing don't be afraid people must know so moving our lord would willing to become one of us a baby most helpless and i have great news we discovered just this week that the group that has produced the Chosen Christmas Special is going to stream it live tonight for free at 7 o'clock. It's on Facebook. You can find it. It's easy to find. There's a QR code that's up on the screen. It's easy. It's something that will move your heart. It's just tremendous music, music that is so moving. And we are amazed that our Lord would be willing to become one of us. But we ought to be equally amazed that he is not only fully human, but he is fully God. He is God in the flesh. That he is absolutely timeless as the father of eternity. Jesus was pressing this point to the religious leaders of his day. And he said the following. Now I want you to, this is from the gospel according to John. I want you to follow along. It's kind of a lengthy passage. Because if you don't follow along, you'll miss the punchline. Jesus said this to them. I assure you. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say that those who obey your teaching will never die? Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? 
Are you greater than the prophets who died? Who do you think you are? Jesus answered them, Your ancestor Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. Let's just, we'll pause here. Abraham lived 2,000 years before the birth of our Lord. But yet Jesus said, Abraham saw it and was glad. The people responded, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, the truth is, I existed before Abraham was even born. At that point, they picked up stones to kill him because they recognized he was claiming to be timeless, the everlasting father, the father of eternity. If you read it carefully, you discover Jesus is saying, the big deal isn't that Abraham saw me, but that I saw him before he was ever born. Men and women, before you were ever a sparkle in your mother's eye, the Lord knew you. The Lord had designed a place for you and a path for you to walk because he is the everlasting father. He will always be with you because he's timeless. He will be with you today. He'll be with you this week. He'll be with you this year and the years that follow. And, and when your lungs fill for the last time, he'll be with you. And he'll walk you through those gates into, into heaven's beauty and to heaven's purity because he is the everlasting father, because he is timeless. I want you to listen to Jesus' last words just before he ascended into heaven. He has been born, he's lived, he's crucified, uh, raised again, walked on the earth for 40 days, but these are his very last words. Knowing that Jesus' last recorded words are the lasting words, this is what he said to his disciples. Remember, remember this. If you forget everything else, remember this. I am what? Always with you. I am the Father of eternity. So today, let's ask the Father of eternity to help us with time. Since he created time, since he is the Lord of time, let's ask him to help us with time. Now, what should we do? Let me suggest the following. Start by thanking God for putting you here now. When God looked through the hallway of time, he could have chosen you to be born at any time, but he chose this time and this place. Now, I, I realize that here in Brownsville, we, we do not have the prestige of Chicago or New York or, or L.A. In fact, a significant portion of the United States doesn't even know we exist. And the other portion doesn't care. They, they look down on us. It's just a fact. They, they often look down on us and they, they say cruel things like we're just a dirty little border town and even worse. But why would Jesus put you here? not in Beaumont, up the coast, or Boston. Why here? Any women, the rest of the country may look down on us, but do you know that in Jesus' day, the, the world looked down on his hometown? His hometown was Nazareth. And when Nathaniel, who later became one of Jesus' disciples, was told that Jesus was from Nazareth, he, he said, kind of heartlessly, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I want you to be reminded God's very best came out of Nazareth. You are in God's very best place 
for you. This is the place that he chose for you. He knew that you would be the most fulfilled, you would be the most satisfied if you lived out your days right here. This is what the Bible says, that God determined the times and the exact places where they should live. God even determined that you and I would live through the worst pandemic in over 100 years. Some of you have gone through great sorrow, and I've stood with you. I stood with you by the graveside as you've said goodbye to your loved one. Did God know all about that? Yes, he did. But did he still choose to put you in this day, in this place, in this time? Yes, he did. So I suggest to you that you not waste another moment of your time by wishing that you had been born somewhere else or some other time. Maybe you wish, oh, I wish I'd have been born in a wild west, carry a big gun right there on my hip. <laughs> no. God chose that you would be born and you would live out your days in the 21st century. In fact, the Bible warns us, don't ask why were things better in the old days, the good old days, than they are now. Do you know why the Bible says don't do that? Because the good old days, they weren't that good after all. God says, no, I want you to enjoy today, which takes us to our second point. To say, since he's the father of all time, God help me to enjoy today. Not be stuck in yesterday or thinking about tomorrow. Help me to enjoy today. This is what the Bible says. This, you know this verse, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's pause. Who made today? The Lord made today. So what should we do? So I want you to rejoice. Notice this last phrase. I want you to be glad today. I want to very gently say, if you are not enjoying today, Something is wrong. God created today for you to enjoy it, for it to bring joy and laughter and a sustaining sense of satisfaction, to say, God, thank you for today. December the 12th never existed before. In the year of our Lord, 2021, God says, I want you to enjoy today. I want to give you two very practical suggestions to help you enjoy today. The first of those is be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. And I suggest that you get into the habit of giving thanks for small things. For instance, this last week, Connie and I have enjoyed having cinnamon, raisin, bagels. Don't judge us. We just happen to like them. And, and while we're sitting there, we're saying, God, thank you for these cinnamon, raisin, bagels. They're really fantastic. Lord, thank you for growing those wheat plants that make this. And the raisins are really, really cool. Get into the habit of thanking God for little things. Then you'll already be in the habit to thank God for the big things. And by the way, if you are not happy with what you have today, you will never be happy with what you get. If you go outside today and you're just saying, man, I wish I had a different car. This old car is just a bucket of rust. I hate this car. Why would God give you a different car? God said, I want you to enjoy today by giving thanks, by being grateful for the little things in your life. Start the habit of giving thanks today. This is free. You can do this right now. God, thank you giving you thanks for what you have. Secondly, if you want to enjoy today, be grateful, be generous. Get into the habit of being generous. Dr. Carl Minninger founded the famous Topeka, uh, the Minninger Clinic in Topeka, Kansas, and he said this, generous people are rarely mentally ill. Why is that true? 
because generosity is God's vitamin J. It just fills us with joy. It lifts our hearts like helium. It puts a smile on our face and, and a spring in our steps. Here's a very practical way that we've tried to cultivate the habit of generosity. You have inside your program this little envelope. It says, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And what we try to do as, as a church is to say, Lord, we want to give you our biggest Christmas gift. After all, we are celebrating your birthday. And I know this can sound terribly legalistic, but this is what we do in our household. If the largest gift that we're going to give this Christmas season is, say, $100, then we're going to give the Lord at least 110 And in this offering, it goes to support missionaries around the world, half of it. The other half goes to support the needs that are right here. It's just a simple way. If, if you don't develop the habit of generosity, you're never going to wake up one day and poof, suddenly you're generous. You start taking little steps. You think, God, I want to be grateful, and Lord, I also want to be generous today. What else can you do? I say number three, ask the Lord to guide you this Christmas season. We're in this Christmas season. We only got less than two weeks left. You say, God, I, I need your guidance. Because if you haven't learned this yet, hear it from me, it is impossible to participate in all the Christmas events this season. You have your kids' special events at the school. You have them at work. You have the office parties. And I, I would strongly encourage those of you who are married, decide right now what you're going to do, how you're going to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Just because you've always gone over to your aunt's house doesn't necessarily mean you should do that this time. As a family, ask the Lord, Lord, guide me, and look at those events and say, Lord, where do I feel joy? Where do I feel joy? Where do I feel stress? Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Where do I feel joy? Where do I feel peace as I consider the events of the Christmas clinic uh, season or other? I, I, I asked the Lord very practically just two weeks ago when I did get the call from Moderna and McAllen saying, hey, can you come up here Saturday and get your booster shot? And I told him, yes, Connie and I were in the car together and hung up, went inside. Only later did I discover that same Saturday was the Saturday of the passport fair that was going to be held at the Cameron County Courthouse in the clerk's office, and I wanted to renew my passport. I, I want to visit again in Mexico. I, I want to be able to serve there. And as you know, you need to have either a passport or a crossing card, and mine's expired. So I began looking for it. <laughs> and honestly, I looked everywhere. If you have your passport, it is much easier to get it renewed if you've got it. And I thought, where is it? I asked my family to pray for it. I, I, I need God's help. I, I can't find it. It's not where it usually is. Then I got really serious. I took my whole dresser drawer out, and I dumped it on the bed. That's when you know this, this is getting serious. I, I need my passport. So I, I began praying, Lord, I've got two possibilities on the same day. I can't do both. If you want me to go to the passport clinic, show me where my passport is. Uh, if you want me instead to go to the passport fair or the clinic in McAllen, then uh, you've got to make it really, really clear. So I'll just take this as your direction. I looked and looked. And I honestly went through like 20 pounds of mail that is stacked up. I couldn't find it. I looked on Sunday. I looked on Monday. I looked on Tuesday. I looked on Wednesday. And Wednesday night, about 10 o'clock, I looked in the bottom drawer down in our den. There it was. There's my passport. Like, oh, God, thank you. God, thank you. Because now I can do this whole thing by mail, 
And I don't have to go to the Cameron County Courthouse. I can go to McAllen, get some free money. Free money's good. Everything's good. Thank God. Thank you. Did God guide me? Yes. Will God guide you? Yes. In this Christmas season, you cannot do everything with peace and with joy and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? It's a very simple question. You will do yourself such a great favor, have so much more peace. God, what would you have me do? I know I cannot do everything. By the way, we're going to do something for you on Christmas Eve, which is going to be Friday, December the 24th. We're going to stream uh, a Christmas message. We're going to stream it. We'll put it up on, you can go to our website. You can go to YouTube, BCF Church, text TX, stands for us, and, and you'll find it. Very easy to find. That's going to be on a Friday night because if you regularly attend Celebrate Recovery, if you want to come here and watch it on the screen, you can come here at 7 o'clock, the regular time for CR on Friday night. You can watch it. And then afterwards, there's going to be open share. Pastor Juan wants you to know not only is God with you, we'll be with you on that Friday night. So that's just something that we're going to present to you. If you want to come in your pajamas, in your household, in your house, and that's perfectly fine, just be able to pick it up on YouTube or also on our website. I also suggest you want to have peace this Christmas season, you need to ask the Lord, what do you want me to stop? Not just what do you want me to do, but what do you want me to stop? I have discovered if Satan cannot get you to be bad, he will get you to be busy, way too busy, where you are stressed out, where you're no longer enjoying the season to say, God, thank you. It isn't that you're bad, it's just that you're way too busy. What do you need to stop? Ask the Lord, most particularly, God, help me to enjoy this Christmas, the Christmas of 2021. I enjoy the lights of the Christmas season. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the food. I enjoy that companionship of the Christmas season. God said, I want this to be a joy and a blessing to you. I want you to remember what the angel said to the shepherds. Remember this, they announced that first Christmas to the shepherds, I bring you good news. How do they define good news? Good news of great what? Joy. It's to be a season of joy, which shall be for all people. Men and women, God wants us to enjoy right here in Brownsville, in this city that most people don't care about. He said, I want you to enjoy this season today. To those who are brokenhearted, I want you to enjoy this Christmas season. Is it, is it okay are all right that your joy can also be mixed with sorrow? The answer is yes. My first Christmas after my family was killed in a car wreck, I cried my eyes out. Is that okay? Yes. Is that okay? Is that disrespectful to Christmas? No, it's not disrespectful at all. It's just honest. It's okay to pour your heart out. But God says, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For those who are hurting, for those who are sorrowful, those who've been divorced, those who've lost their job, God says this is going to be a great, great Christmas season. You and I need to listen to the Christmas music. Listen carefully to it. Listen to the lyrics. Let it fill your heart and, and lift your spirits. As Connie and I watched the Chosen's Christmas special, we heard this song, that song about the wonderful counselor, of how he brings us help even when we're so sorrowful. And I, I said, hey, Pastor John, can, can the band do this song? He said, yeah, yeah, we, we could do this song. I want you to listen to it right now.
table so much to be thankful for it's christmas oh how i miss this but through the joy and laughter you can feel the sadness because this christmas everyone's not with us it's the time of year happiness and cheer won't be Be seated, please. Be seated. When God looked through the hallway that you and I call time, He knew you would be here right now. December the 12th, the year 2021. And He called you here to comfort you. For some of you, this is a very difficult season. I would like to pray for you. 
I know what it is to cry through a Christmas season. And if today you would be willing to say, hey, Pastor Kenny, pray for me. I need God's help. I need God's help to enjoy this Christmas season. This is a difficult time. Well, I'll not embarrass you, and I'll not come to you, and I'll not ask you what you're dealing with. It's between you and the Lord. But God knew you would be here, and God brought you here for this moment. You can feel his gentle touch on your heart. If today you would say, hey, uh, Pastor, pray for me too. Pray for this Christmas season for me. Would you raise your hand around the room? Just hold it up high for a moment. I do want to pray. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Over here. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you. Now, Heavenly Father, you see our hands are raised. You know our tears and our sorrows. You know the hurts that we've been through in this last year. Some of them we've gone through together. Most of them we've gone through alone. We know what it is, that icy feeling to feel alone. You are with us. You told us Emmanuel is God with us. I pray for my brothers and sisters who have trusted me enough to say, hey, remember me, pray for me. I want this Christmas season to be different. Lord, I, I pray that there'll be joy in the place of sorrow. I pray you'll give strength where there is weakness. Father, let this time be a time where they draw closer to you than, than ever before. Now, would you put your hands down and just bow your heads for a moment? I don't want us to go through this Christmas season with you still wondering, is Jesus really in my life? Have I truly asked him to forgive my sin and to come in and take control. Well, let's settle that once and for all. Let's let this Christmas season, December the 12th, 2021, to say, Lord, uh, I want to settle this thing. I want to be sure you're in my life. Now, if that's where you are, you say, I, I, just today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure of this thing. Then I want you to raise your hand for a moment. I want to pray for you. Say, God, I want to be sure. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. There. Thank you. All right, God bless you. Ma'am, thank you. Thank you. Now, Heavenly Father, you see our hands and you know our hearts. And I pray today that this will be the new beginning, the day where there's a relief, uh, the relief from guilt, and there is a sense of joy that heaven will be my home, that there is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to encourage me when, when I'm discouraged. Help, Lord. I pray that we will never forget today, December the 12th, 2021. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, I want to share with all of you one reason why you are alive today, why your hearts are still beating. Well, one of the reasons is God has somebody he wants you to influence. And it's so easy to invite people during this Christmas season to come to church with you. I was out shopping yesterday. It's so easy to invite the young lady that was helping me. It's so easy to do. So we have printed a thousand of these cards. They're all around the room. They're beautiful. They say, Emmanuel, God with us. More people will respond during this Christmas season and the Easter season than any other time of the year. Now, I, I know for some of you, uh, you, you easily can invite 20 people. It's easy. You're an extrovert. And great. For others of you, it's, it's a real stretch to invite two. I mean, that's okay. God made all of us differently. But I want all of you to take some. 
They're around the room before you leave. Be sure you pick up some. We've printed a thousand just for today. They say, okay, I want to invite people. I want to make a difference. They're coming up next week is December the 19th, and I would love to see someone's life change. Very easy thing to do. Also, if you're here today and, and you're saying, hey, Pastor, I, I cannot afford gifts for my children, we would like to help you. There's this yellow uh, goldenrod color little form inside, and, and it says Christmas Angels. If you can't afford to buy your, your children Christmas presents, we would love to help you. We do this every year. It's part of our way of developing generosity in our own hearts. Uh, you can only put your own children down, not someone else's, but just list them on the back, put their names and so forth, and drop this in any of the offering boxes that are around the room at the back at either side, and we'll contact you. Now, on the other side of that, uh, many of you would say, hey, I would like to sponsor a child or some children, and I would like to be involved. How do I do that? Just go to the back, the back table. You'll sign up. We'll take your name. We'll connect you. And these gifts are given to the moms and dads, and they give them to the children. It's a beautiful, beautiful expression. We've enjoyed this every single year, and I encourage you to be part of it as well. Next week, we're going to talk about the Prince of Peace. It's the fourth pair of these descriptions of our Lord. And in this stressed out world, <laughs> we could really use the Prince of Peace. So we're looking forward to it. It'll just be one of our greatest times together. I love you. God bless you. And you're all dismissed. God bless you. Thank you so much.